The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Piece Show, episode 12. I'm sorry, I promise I would totally be done with the singing. It's like a sickness or just makes everyone sick. I'm not really sure which one it is. So it was just Easter. And to tell you how my amazingly fantastic day went down, well, I wrote you a little poem about it. Are you ready? As a mom, I love when my kids say their first words. Usually it's data, dog, or even birds. I have a girl named Vivian, and she is two. Well, on this glorious Easter occasion, she started saying something new. After we clapped and cheered when her older brother went to the bathroom on the potty like a big boy, well, Viv wanted to celebrate too, and she started screaming, Poo! Oh, with such joy. Wait, shocked, we asked. Viv, was it poo, you say? Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, it was poo, all right. And then she continued to say it all day. Mama poo, dada poo, bra poo, bunny poo. And thankfully, while on the hunt to find all 158 eggs we had hidden, she said poo after each one too. That's a happy Easter poo for you. Now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. Oh, nope. Sorry, I interrupt this regular programming for breaking news. Jen Shaw got arrested. Jen Shaw got arrested. Jen Shaw got arrested. And now back to Side Stealers of the Week. Atlanta. You already know who. Big Frida. Yes, Big Frida, baby. Please at me and get your hot booty bouncing butt on Side Pea Show. Big Frida was so awesome cooking for the girls and even try to get them to make peace. Oh, silly Big Frida, though. You silly little lady. Dallas. 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 Deander's husband, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. The way he loves Deandra and supports her through all the madness. And then he's getting super boogered up for their, quote, sexy swim time during their sweet little date night. You know, I always wonder how people can do the do while on camera. I guess being a little drunk probably helps. Summer house, the pregnancy test. So we go from thinking Lindsay and Luke did the do to Lindsay taking pregnancy tests Possibly pregnant with Steven's kid? What in the actual hell is going on? But a pregnancy test being busted out between this crew always gets side stealer of the week. What else is hot and happening in Bravo world? Did I mention Jen Shaw got arrested? Jersey. Teresa apologized. Okay. All right, all right. Hell has officially frozen over while pigs are actually flying, then landing on the ice, all wearing Margaret-style pigtails and taking tequila shots, then face-planting into the ice like they are Jennifer Aiden. 
Holy crap, Oz. This is maybe possibly more shocking than Jen Shaw getting arrested. Listen, if you ever doubt that miracles can happen, you gotta believe. You just gotta believe. Dallas. It's Tiffany's twin's birthday, which I'm pretty sure the birthday tea party for her, her mom, and the twins costs more than my mortgage and monthly car payment combined. Hot Lanta. Yeah, we get to see the OLG again. That was so awesome to see them. I love that gang. And Kenya, she is like a crazy ass dog with a bone. She won't let stripper gate quit. But here's the bigger question. Why is she nonstop coming at Portia, yet she is bringing up nothing about the second chick who supposedly did Bolo? Now, I'm thinking it was actually Tanya. Like, where's Tanya to be found since all this went down? Why is no one talking about that? To me, if you flee, it means you are guilty. And can we just let Strippergate be done already? I mean, we have way, way bigger fish to fry. Like, how am I going to get Big Frida and the OLG on side piece? And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. Did I mention Jen Shaw got arrested? My guest today, he encompasses everything iconic. And I love him so. He's smart, sexy, funny. Yes, of course, it's Danny Pellegrino. Okay, guys. So today we have the most iconic, iconic man to come on any show. Not only is he a comedian, a writer, he has written books with Bravo celebrities. I mean, he's so funny. He's a Bravo super fan. Like, I'm not even close to being as a Bravo super fan as this guy is. He is iconic in every way. He hosts a podcast, Everything Iconic, which just fits this guy. He is so awesome. Uh, You are too nice, Melissa. And he's from Ohio. Yes, we have that in common. I know. We're we're both from the OH. You guys, please let me welcome the one and only iconic Danny Pellegrino. You're too kind, Melissa. That was so nice of you. I'm so excited we get to do this and chat. And I always love talking about Bravo, especially with another Ohioan. We're from so close to each other, which just makes me so happy. I I was just talking to a friend and they were telling me that I always am constantly saying like, I'm from the Midwest. Like I just always say it. And they're like, you need a cool it. Like stop saying that when you meet people, (laughs) but I can't help it. Totally. Right. And you know, I was talking to somebody once and they're like, why did you move from Ohio? I'm like, it's Ohio. First of all, but now I'm like so thankful that I grew up in Ohio to like level and ground. It's like an alternate world here. I sometimes feel like in LA and so different from Ohio, but it gives us like that nice grounded roots. Yeah. And I ride hard for people from the Midwest. I think they're the best people. And I moved away right after college, but like, I still love Ohio. That's your home. Yeah. You can take, you know, the boy out of Ohio, but you can't take Ohio out of the boy. That's right. Right? That's right. B-O-H. Okay, Danny, uh, besides being fabulous because you're from Ohio. So as I was saying, you guys, he is freaking hilarious. Comedian, writer, content writer, and a Bravo super fan. So how do you even like 
get to Bravo super fan level? Like, how did that even happen? Oh, man, I've always been a Bravo junkie. I think, as probably most people listening to this show are, I think once you get into it, you kind of get hooked. It's like a weird drug. It's like a gateway drug, right? Like, you start one show, and then it's like you need the next show, and you need the spinoff show, and they, they literally, like, train us to want the next one and more of it. And I've always loved it. I really started loving Bravo with uh, Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List. Like, that was oh my, my first sort of entry point uh, into Bravo. And then I started watching New York Housewives when they first started. And that was like my gateway into Housewives world. And then once I was there, there was no turning back. Then it was like, give me Atlanta, give me Orange County, give me anything that starts. There was like New Jersey and then Beverly Hills came along and they all kind of have... DC, I watched DC, I watched Miami. You know, I watched them all and it was like, I, I couldn't get enough. Bravo has a very specific reality show like type of reality show it's they're all shot similarly they're edited similarly they're paced very similarly and so i like that but i like that each show or franchise has a little bit different flavor so it's like what you get from beverly hills it's going to be edited similarly to what you get on new jersey but they're going to be a totally different characters if right. that makes sense it's it is it's the same but like they're so opposite like each housewife but no matter how different they are you're still like oh my god give me more give me more give me more and right? don't you feel like when you turn on another channel like my boyfriend watches like the TLC stuff he likes like the I don't know even know if it's like TLC or one of those channels the other reality shows and when I try to watch it I just feel like it's so different than what I'm used to it's not as glossy as Bravo I'm like where's the glossiness oh where's the sexy yeah I'm- where's the sexy Totally. And you know what? I give you at least more credit because I didn't even know that my TV had other stations other than Bravo and the occasional E for like anything that filtered over to E. It's so funny you say that. Last night I was like on a hunt for a network called the Paramount Network because they had had this movie that was premiering that I I had wanted to watch. And I was like, I didn't even know there was that a a network existed called the Paramount Network. So I'm like searching my TV and like Googling, like, what is this channel? Because it's just permanently on Bravo, my my TV. Totally. My husband worked in the entertainment world and he will like talk about all these like things. I'm like, what? When did that happen? He's like, dude, they've been around for like three years. I'm like, oh, he's like, maybe because our DVR is 95% Bravo, you freaking psycho. Right. Right. We could tell them anything about Summer House, but when it comes to like another show, it's like, what? (laughs) Okay. So obviously, you know, everyone on Bravo, who is like a crush of yours or like maybe the hottest Bravo love? Like who do you think is the hottest? Male or female? This is sort of a throwback, but I always had a big thing for Roman on The Real House is Miami. It was Joanna's husband. Oh yeah. Bar owner. Right. Right. And then Juan, I like Juan on The Real Hustles Potomac. Mauricio is sort of like the classic that everyone likes. Mauricio never really has done it for me. I always feel like that's the obligatory answer that you have to give of like, who's the hottest man on Bravo. But, oh. and, and I can I can objectively see that he's very attractive, but he just doesn't do much for me. I, I don't know why. Yeah, those are like the ones that immediately come to mind. I also really think Kyle from Summer House is like, looks almost like doll-like in that, he has very pretty features and like he's sort of like perfect looking I think in that very basic classic way if that makes sense and then in terms of women you know the women on Potomac Monique is stunning all the women in Potomac are really good looking but Monique I just think is like incredibly attractive I interviewed Cynthia Bailey too once and 
I was so distracted by, she has like the most insane cheekbones and it was like distracting almost. I'm like, oh, that's why you're this big model because you're perfect looking. Oh my you know? God. And she looked perfect even like this close on a screen. Yeah, it was like shot. I mean, I was literally uncomfortable. I'm like, oh my God, like you're so attractive. Also, you know, who's really good looking, even better so in person is Craig from Southern Charm. Like I, I oh. was shocked. I mean, I think he's attractive on camera, but I didn't realize like he's very tall and I don't know. He's just, he's gorgeous in person. You met him or you interviewed him or both? Both. I interviewed him at the BravoCon. They had like a, remember when Watch What Happens Live did that night at BravoCon where they had like everyone? Everyone. There was like a red carpet and I was interviewing people as they came by and it was basically like everyone from every show and oh my god and Craig was there and he's he was gorgeous. I can't even breathe like thinking about that. Like I did a little like one where it's just like with the blow deck people and I was like dying then. That's a lot. Okay so being a Bravo like super fan you're freaking you know you're just talking about watch what happens live. Dude you were on as a guest bartender? I was, yeah. I feel so lucky because it was right before the country sort of shut down and I got to be a bartender and it was so great. Andy was so sweet. And I mean, speaking of good looking men too, Tom Sandoval was on with Adam Pally and I co-wrote a book with Tom. And so they were like the main guests and I was behind the bar and it was so exciting. Um, oh my God. I would literally, Danny, shit my pants. I, I did. I basically did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh I, I mean, I, people were like asking me because I guess there was some drama. Adam Pally, who he's a comedian. He was on that show Happy Endings, which is brilliant. But apparently he was like throwing shade at maybe like Lala or something. And so afterwards, everyone was asking me like, oh, wait, there was drama or he was saying this or that. I, I was like, I wasn't even paying attention to anything that was going on. Like, I was just looking around like the set and being like, oh, my God, I'm at behind the bar. And oh so like, God. literally, I blacked out the whole experience. So I'm like, I don't know what happened. So that know, like, was obviously your first time, like. Yeah, yeah, it was my first time even being at this. I had never been in the audience or anything like that. And so I was just thrilled and excited. So when the cameras aren't rolling, like, I mean, are you really serving drinks? Or are you just no. like, oh my God, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. They have people that like give you the drink. So you tell them what you want to drink and they'll make you a drink. Somebody else will make them a drink. Yeah, somebody somebody else is making all the drinks. So they, okay. they actually had like a bar backstage that the audience members can get drinks from. But then there's also someone who works on production who brings the guest drinks and there's like a little dressing room and whatever you want. But I, I will say, I, I mentioned this on my show, but like I was so surprised. It seemed like the crew really loved working there. And also they had like a real affection for Andy, which I've I've been backstage at other talk shows and stuff. And it's like... You can tell when the, the crew doesn't really like the host or there's just like a bad vibe on set. And I was surprised at just how much everyone seemed to enjoy working there. And it, it was really nice to see because, you know, sometimes you get a peek behind the curtain and you're like, oh, this isn't as nice, yeah. but it's a fun atmosphere and it, seemed, it just seemed great. And but like, how do you even freaking, because I'm like dying, I'm like dying, oh like... God. I like vision myself like there on set and I'm like, yeah, what Andy, Tell, talk to me, ask me questions. I'll plead the fifth. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, how does that even happen? How do they call you and be like, yo, do you want to be a bartender? How does you that know, even I, happen? My agents called me and they knew Tom was going to be on promoting the book. And so I think they just thought it might be a good fit since I co-wrote it with Tom. And you like, like it, dying? I was so excited, but it was a little bit this is maybe going to sound gross of me to say, but it was a little bit stressful because I had to be in San Francisco the next day because I had a live show for my podcast. And so I had to like literally leave, watch what happens live. I got a drink with some friends in New York 
and then I had to fly out, I think like that night to get to San Francisco. And so I, it was also quick and stressful because I, I had to be across the country the next morning to do like sound check and stuff because right. I had to show that next night. It was a little bit hectic in that way, but you know, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not, not that I could complain, but it was, yeah. it, it was great. I mean, I know it's tough being iconic. I mean, look what we have to go through. You have to like go and watch what happens live in New York and then you have to fly back for your amazing oh podcast. Like, But I was also really relieved that Tom was like a man, yes, because it made me feel way more comfortable because I know him pretty well. So I didn't feel like weird about that. I was going to ask you two things. So like when maybe they weren't seated yet and you know, the seat next to Andy, did you like try to sneak in? No, oh. no, no, because... I didn't even get a chance to. They like literally, Andy's out there in his seat talking to the audience or whatever, and they don't bring out the guests until literally two seconds before the show's starting. And then during the commercial break, I think I was just, there were people in those seats and I was overwhelmed with everything. And then they escort you right out right after because it moves so quickly. So there was never even an open seat for me to sit in. Except for Andy's lap. Yeah, I w which I would have. It would have been great. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean okay, okay, so speaking of Andy, like, you're this freaking Bravo, like, super fan. Like, Andy is, like, the first dude to, like, blast through Bravo and do all this. So on your Everything Iconic, like, when you interview Andy Cohen. Oh, my God. It was so exciting. He was so sweet. And the really exciting thing was that he didn't have any restrictions on time or questions. So, you know, most people, when you come on, as I'm sure you know from interviewing people, it's like a lot of times there's restrictions, like you can't ask about this or that, or we only have 15 minutes or we only have whatever small amount of time. But Andy came on and he was like, there's no time constraints, like talk to me as long as you want. And they didn't give me any sort of restrictions as like, don't ask about this or that. So he was just great. It was like the best. He was the best. I've had some that haven't been so great. So having him was great. I kind of wanted to ask you that yeah. in a nice way. Like, is there one that you can remember that it was just tough to like get through or like there's one that immediately comes to mind and it was just a really stressful situation. And I won't say the name, but I think people who listen to my show kind of could tell, but there was like circumstances before the interview that were really frustrating. And then we just weren't connecting during the interview. And so I was already, I was kind of like on edge and nervous the whole interview because we had had like kind of like a little awkwardness beforehand. And then, yeah, we just, you know, sometimes some people you connect with and some people you don't. And this right. was a situation where it felt like all business, they had like a list of things they wanted me to talk about with the person. And a lot of topics that were off limits, which normally, like, if there's that many topics off limits, like, I would just, I wouldn't do What's that. I'd point? say, let's not, the, let's not do it. Totally. Um, because then also, I think it's frustrating for the listener, and I, I always feel bad, or I, I always think, like, the listener is going to be like, Danny, why didn't you ask about this topic that we all want to know about? Totally. And what you can't say really is like, oh, they told me two seconds before the interview, I'm not allowed to ask about this topic. Right. Or they emailed after and said, you need to cut that out of the episode, but you can't explain that to people. So right. then you just look like a bad interviewer. And so that's frustrating. So my listeners, I think, know there was one specific one. And then there's other ones where I think like, I think they're really great. And then listeners will, will be like, oh, did you and that person not get along? I'm like, no, I love that person. It's crazy how like listeners will translate things. Yeah. 
it, but it's tough. I mean, especially when you have like big personalities and like, you know. And there's so many other things at hand. Like we're doing this interview on Zoom right now and it's way harder. There's a, a much more learning curve, a bigger learning curve when it comes to Zoom. There's like, a, sometimes there's a little delay. Like we are, we're good right now, but it's like sometimes the person doesn't have headphones in or, right. or sometimes there's like a technological thing or their internet is slow and it's whatever. And so sometimes it's just really hard to connect right. with the person for other circumstances that are out of your control that you just can't explain to people. Totally. Yeah. It's way different than like being next to the person and you like, you can feel the energy. Yeah. Totally. Even though I already feel it. Cause I know you're like, not only the iconic, we're from Ohio. Oh, this is going yeah, to we get each other. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So all your, I could listen to all of like your freaking podcasts and like everything that you have. And you've interviewed like so many housewives and like amazing people. You know, you're the bartender. Watch what I have in live. You're making good drinks. If you have to like make a drink, and have a drink with like one housewife, who would it be? I, well, I think Dorinda would be really fun to have some drinks with because you know, I just, well, I feel like Dorinda. she's like, would be fun. But also I had Candy on my show recently and I love talking to her, but I could have talked to her for hours long and hours more. And she's had such a huge career that I've been a fan of outside of housewives. So I would love to just talk more. And she's worked with so many of like people that I admire, you know, musicians that I've loved and grown up loving. So oh. I would love to just like shoot the shit with her over some cocktails about like the people she's worked with and stuff. Even though you'd have to make hers a diet coke. I know. Does, she doesn't drink. I don't think. No. Very rarely. Yeah. Almost. Oh, I've seen her like throw back some champagne like every now and then. I'm always like, how does someone get by not drinking? Especially on these shows. Right, Melissa? I mean, wouldn't it be crazy to be filming some of this stuff and just be completely sober? And everyone else is like, shit can? Who would you want to drink with? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think I would love, I love the Potomac girls. I don't know. I feel like Ashley, just because like she's cool and like you she know, she's a Corona. Totally right. We're having a drink, like we're like bouncing, like we're being fun and loud and crazy and like you know talking about our like lactating boobs and yeah, yeah she'd be fun. So I don't know her or just to like pick her brain about everything she's done. Probably like Lisa Vanderpump, even though she's off, but like Lisa, I just yeah like you are the housewives right and I feel like also she must have great stories too I mean I mean I'm sure she has good stories but about Bravo and otherwise because yeah I feel like at her restaurants you always see pictures of like Lady Gaga or or other huge celebrities and so yeah it'd be fun and she's like oh yeah Lady Gaga was in my restaurant today <laughs> next yeah. you know I'm like what next wait right. so who is one that like you would love to interview but you haven't had on yet Candy was the last one where it was like I was truly just that she was like a bucket list for me in terms of people I haven't. I think Karen Huger, I'd still love to talk to. I've never interviewed Luann. I've like met Luann before, but I've never interviewed her. So probably Luann and Karen Huger would be like the two that I've never gotten a chance to that I would love to have on. I could see Karen like, oh, Danny. Oh, Dan. You know, like when she's always like. I, I tried really hard to get Karen on and they, you know, she wasn't doing interviews or something. I don't know. What? Yeah. Dude, we have to keep pushing that. 
You, I, I mean, know it'll happen one day, I'm sure, but it'll happen. By the way, she's gonna listen now. She's like, okay, now I have to come because Danny's well, so freaking fabulous. Melissa, I was on one of the Watch What Happens Live at home episodes, and we had to like make a case for our favorite housewife and why they're the best housewife. And I, I made the case for Karen Huger, and so they had like posted it online of me just like confessing my love to Karen Huger, and Karen reposted it and everything. And I thought for sure, I thought, okay, like I was on Watch What Happens Live talking about how much I love this woman and how everyone needs to love her. And then she reposted. I thought, okay, this is going to be for sure she'll come on the show. And so I reached out right after that. And then that was when I got the note. What? But I, I don't think it was me. I think it was just like, I think they said, you know, she doesn't do podcasts or or she wasn't doing press at the time or there was some other, I, I don't think it was me personally, but I was like, oh man, I thought for sure that would have done it. But Did they say Karen doesn't do podcasts or did they say LaDom does not do <laughs> Oh my God. I love the whole LaDom brand. How do we get a, like, how do we get a, I want to smell it. I know. I know. I know. I was so fascinated on the show. She said something about like spraying it behind the knee. And I was like, oh man, I never even thought Dude, about spraying it. I know. I'm like, knee. Karen, bring in the hot, sexy tits. Like, right, right. <laughs> you want to get in the bedroom? Just spray it behind your knee. Like, what? Where are you licking? Where are you going? Smelling what? Melissa, can I ask you who's your dream for your show? I mean, I know your show's new, but like who... Who's on that bucket list? You know, it's funny that you said Candy. Just because of like, when you were talking with Candy and then you had the clip, like when she was like, ba 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 ba, and she was singing that lyric and then all of a sudden you flashed to the freaking Destiny's Child. I'm like, damn. Yeah, she's you, written so many. Yeah. So many. Like that's something that I like because there's so much off camera that she has done and accomplished that if you don't even know, like, I wouldn't have known that she did that song. I'm like, dude, that's Destiny's Child. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's all those songs from our youth, like Candy had a part of. And I think on Housewives, we sort of forget how much of a badass she was. And I, I heard from a lot of listeners who were upset because I didn't really talk much Housewives with her. But it, to me, it was like, I'm a pop culture junkie. I was like, I understand that people are listening for housewives gossip, but to me, it was way more interesting to go in like to song stuff and music stuff and her career outside of housewives. And also it was, I did the interview like before the premiere. And so they, there was like a lot of stuff that they didn't want to talk about because they didn't want spoilers, but like to me that was fine. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, I don't care. Like I want, I don't even want to talk about that stuff. Like I want to talk about her totally. working with Dusty's child. Well, you get it though. Like I will be talking and I'm like, you are like the king of this. There's just so much more. And like when I'm talking to these people, like all of a sudden they say something and I'm like, oh my God, I need to know about this because I'm like such a fan. And then they're like, Melissa, stay on script and schedule. And I'm like, but they just dropped this bomb on me and I'm not supposed to like hear more yeah. about it. I like think I'm you dying. follow your, I think Melissa, you just need to follow the gut. I always like to have like my questions set out, but then just have a good conversation and wherever it goes, it goes. And occasionally like, it might not work. It might not be someone's favorite, but for the most part, I think it's best when you just sort of follow your gut. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, you and I could talk for five days in a row know, about all this like amazing stuff. And like, just to pick your brain about what a, how you've made it this far as like a podcast person, but then as a Bravo super fan, like, but you've also done more than everybody you guys know. Like Danny does more than just Bravo. So like celebrity wise, who's one that you would like love to you know, interview? Uh, Jessica Simpson's like a favorite of mine. Oh, so I would love her. Mariah Carey, I love. She's like at the top of my list. In terms of celebrities, Meg Ryan is someone that I would love to talk to. 
you know, I love a female celebrity. I, I always say this, but like the industry is unfortunately sort of designed against women in terms of Hollywood. And so I'm always so impressed and enamored by women who have kind of like made their careers work, especially older women who are making their careers work, despite the fact that the industry is not designed for them. You know, by and large, totally. the industry is unfortunately designed for like a young straight male. Totally. Person. Those are amazing ones though. Meg, can you imagine talking to Meg Ryan? I'm so fascinated by Meg. And you know, the media was so terrible to her. She didn't officially retire, but like loosely retired. And I think looking back on that, we can see like there was a lot of misogyny at play. And like there were things that, you know, they were making her out to be that weren't true. Of course, she did have like a sort of public affair with Russell Crowe. But then we learned later on that Dennis, her then husband, was also out and about with other women. So totally. You know, and they, there was all this stuff about her face and plastic surgery and stuff. And now looking back, I, I always say, like, if you look back on what she looked like, yeah, it looked like she had some fillers. But now no one would even bat an eyelash at that because everyone does fillers. Everyone. Like Botox and all of that stuff. And quite honestly, it, was, it wasn't as severe as people do it now. But because she was doing it then, it was like every magazine cover was like, they were calling her like the Joker. And, Holy. You know, Dude, she's hindsight's twenty twenty, but... Uh, yeah, so I would love to talk to her about everything. And I love her movies. My all-time favorite movies, You've Got Mail. So. Oh, my God. I mean, the remake. And normally, like, the second round isn't as cool as the first. And, like, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, love it. I love it. Okay, well, speaking of, like, second ones, there's so many freaking housewives, right? And they just keep branching off from each other. And then all of a sudden, like, I did not think this. They hit us with freaking Salt Lake City. Were you, like, Salt Lake City? Yeah, I was skeptical. I was skeptical. I thought, what are we going to do here? Like, what's going to be exciting about Salt Lake City? And also, when it was first announced, I think we were all thinking of it being super religious, and that wasn't as appealing to me at first. Totally. And, and now that I've watched the show, I'm like, oh, I, I want to know everything I, there is to know about this religion. And and that's what I am most attracted to with that franchise is like, this is a world that I'm just not very familiar with. And so I like getting to know it and getting to know these women. And, and also the setting. I don't know if I love the idea of there being like a wintry setting. You know, yeah. as someone who's moved out of Ohio, I thought, I don't want to see like snow. I got out of the snow. Totally. Is there like another city? Do you think that would be like cool shit to have? I think Chicago would be really great. And then I also think Vegas would be really fun. I love a Vegas reality show. And also I think there'd be something really good about the world of like showgirls, like older showgirls or people in Vegas, because it's such an entertainment town, which, but it's different than like a Beverly Hills entertainment oh, town or, or Atlanta. We're getting a lot of like actresses and singers on Atlanta and stuff like that. And so I would love to see a Vegas they could be like messy and all that kind of stuff. But then also you kind of get the glitz and everything of the totally. strip. And then, and, and that the would be good. Aspect. So, you're, yeah. you're combining like stripper, like crap to then like bringing it with like the labels and then this and that. Yeah. Did you used to watch the real world ever? Did you? Yeah. Like way back. Like, right. Me too. But I, I remember loving like the Vegas seasons. Oh yeah, that was yeah. great. Oh my God, they're like partying like nonstop. And, like, these and I know they're stuff. young, but yeah, I, I always just like have been attracted to Vegas reality shows. I love that. That's a good one. I was thinking Chicago too, but now I'm thinking Vegas would be better than Chicago. And by the way, you know, they're going to pop up with some at some point. I know, I hope so. And I, and Chicago would be great. You know, like Midwest, I think would be a fun place to explore. And Chicago to me makes sort of the most sense. Let's talk side pieces, okay? 
There's so many. I, I know. Mean, you just mentioned Salt Lake City, and I am immediately thinking of Valter, which he was like a restaurateur on Salt Lake City Housewives. And remember how just he was just singing in the background, like. I don't even know if he spoke the whole time. He made like a noise. He made a noise one episode that made such an impact on me. Totally, it was amazing. He was amazing. So listen, let's do a quick game, right? Okay. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Are you good with the game? What if I said no, Melissa, and I like stormed out? I would never. I would never. But <laughs> I would just start talking and like hope that maybe he like. Oh, I that. heard something. I heard her loud mouth. Maybe I'll come back. <laughs> no. I would never. I don't even want to ever end this call. <gasps> Danny, stop. This is going to be good for you. Like, out of anyone I'm going to talk to, this is going to be good for you. Okay. So, it's called Everything Iconic. Danny, Love the name. Get it, you guys? Get it? Get it? Okay. I'm going to throw out some Bravo shows, okay? okay? You are going to tell me the first iconic side piece from this, from okay. each one. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, the first one. So, Real Housewives of New York City. Oh, the first one that comes to mind is Ray. Remember Ray, R-E-Y? He was like Luann's ex. And he was yes. he was the one who was like slurring in the bar. He's like, how do you know, you bitch? Like he just kept saying that. And, and she's like, I gotta go. Yeah, gotta it was go. like so, so a rando. That I was so amazing. I would have never even said that. Okay, Below Deck. Oh, Below Deck. I guess it would have to be sort of one of the charter guests. Well, I, I don't know if this counts, but I always think of the penis rocket ship Kate did on the bed. Do you remember that? Do you or know what I'm talking Dean. About? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole yeah. saga. So maybe Dean or the penis rocket ship. I, think I also really miss Kat. Remember Kat from like oh the early season? Oh my God. Oh my God. We're going to the bar. Kat's right. going to the bar. We, I know a lot more of Kat. Okay. Real Housewives, New Jersey. Oh, I guess one of the Kims, Kim D, I, she's the one that immediately comes to mind. I mean, she's she always like steps into frame and gives us some craziness, which I appreciate. And she's uniquely New Jersey. She, I don't think she would work on any other show. Kim G or D. Fabulous. Or yeah, G. I mean, Kim G too. I, I wish they would pop her in a scene too. Totally. They don't do it as much, but I would they love it. need to bring the Kims back. Yeah. Kim squared back. That would be right. a hot mess. Oh my. Okay, Shaz. Shaz, I really miss Asa. I, she's not really a side piece. I guess she sort of is now because she's not on the cast, but I thought it was kind of her time to go at the end, but now I miss her a lot. I bet she'll come back at some point with her baby, or maybe she has like I three, so. and then Jermaine so. will come on. Mercedes' mom. Vita. Vita. Vita is a really good side piece, too. Right. Like, she's really, the really lid. good. Yeah. Mm. Okay, last one. Southern Charm. ba ba I think Michael... Patricia's the butler. the butler is really, really great. He's my favorite. I liked Craig's dog, Bethany, too, but we're not. I think he shipped off the dog. Yeah. Yeah, I love Michael. Yes, ma'am. Would yeah. you care for a drink? Yeah, I mean, what a great life that is. Just have Michael bringing you out a drink all the time. Ring you know, your bell and you get a drink like that. Okay, thanks for playing. Thanks for doing it. That was fun. Real quick, though, can I just throw out The Real Houses of Atlanta? Because I was thinking of... As we're playing that game, I was thinking, like, who would I pick? Yeah. And it really came down between Marlo and Dwight. Remember Dwight from the early seasons? Like, the, he was, like, Dwight, the, the, the gay man who was, like... Party planner. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, like, always around. So, anyway, I was just thinking of Dwight and justice for Dwight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Real quick, do you remember when Dwight is in high heels and he's sprinting wherever he was? And Nini's like, go, Dwight, go, Dwight. Uh, you remember that? I do. And those early seasons were just... Perfect amazing. TV. I mean, amazing. I would love to interview Nini, by the way. 
She'd be a fun interview. Yeah. She'd be fun. Like, I would love to see if she's the same, like, as we see, you know, that would be I fun. also think she'd talk a lot about, you know, she would be very forthcoming, I think, which would be fun. Totally. Speaking of housewives, obviously they have their tagline. Danny, do you have a tagline? I have a tagline. I did think of one. My anxiety is evergreen and my depression is anything but seasonal. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a... (laughs) That's a bravo clap. That was amazing. Uh, Oh my God. Okay, Danny. So where can everyone listening to my podcast, who, I mean, I don't know how they don't know you, but in case, where can we find you? Uh, my podcast is called Everything Iconic, and you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me all there. You guys, just so you know, before I even started this and like made it a real thing, I knew I had to have Danny. Like that's how amazing oh, he you. is. So this has been like iconic for me. It was so fun. Danny is like legend, and he's like the best super fan ever. And just to even like hear his thoughts, it has it, been amazing. So well, we have to do it again. Danny, thank you. And you guys listening, check out Danny, Everything Iconic. And you guys, rate, share, whatever you do. Review all that fun stuff on this podcast. Yeah, and can I just do a little plug for that? When you're listening to Side Piece, you know, if you like the show, go over to iTunes. It really does help to give a review and rate and all of that stuff. So I hope listeners, if they're listening, you know, it takes two seconds. Just head on over to iTunes, search Side Piece, click five stars. Uh, give Melissa a great review because she's uh, you know doing the Lord's work here and it takes two seconds. Danny, you're the freaking best. Okay, so I'm going to see you again soon. I hope, I hope, I hope. Yes, yes. Stay safe and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Thank Bye you. guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.